All right, episode eight, we are back. I'm super excited for today. Uh, we have a very special guest with us. It's Brendan Clancy, aka Super Producer BC, uh, Barstool Sports Producer for KFC Radio, as well as uh, the We Gotta Believe podcast and Mail Time. Is that correct? That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Happy to be here. Yeah, I, I'm stoked to have you here. And like I was just saying to you before, I was really surprised that uh, you responded to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think we should start with KFC Radio, since that's probably what most people would uh, be familiar with. For sure. Um, so 2012 is when it started. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. Okay. So 2012. And you guys were kind of like Barstool's first, I guess, flagship kind of show would be safe to say the first true podcast that really, you know, grew a lot it of was, It was, de- well, you know, actually it was, I would consider it the first podcast. Dave actually did something um, up in Boston with blog talk radio where um, you, it was more like it was framed around being exactly like a radio show and you would call in and they would broadcast it over the internet. So you didn't have any equipment. You just had your phone and you okay. call in and your guests would call in. Um, but that like, I think he called, I can't remember what he called that now, but that really wasn't like a main focus. He was just experimenting with that for a little while. Um, I don't even think he was doing it when Kev got the job. It was just something that had been done in the past. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, we, we, we picked up that ball and ran with it and, uh, started KFC radio flagship is a weird word. Um, I would think that part of my take sort of would, would be what most people consider the flagship of barstool sports, yeah. uh, just like a monster behemoth show that generates a ton of revenue and lets a lot of smaller shows, but you know, it all, it all, it all did sort of come from KFC radio. You know, Dan got his start in podcasting with KFC radio. So in that sense, we were definitely like the first um podcast and what like the podcast sort of empire has been built on so far yeah no that's awesome and it was kind of your idea though to start the whole voicemail premise was kind of like your your idea right for sure for sure yeah i mean i get i get a lot of flack from people people like to claim that i claim i invented podcasting i i invented (laughs) podcasts which obviously like i never ever did joe rogan was doing podcasts long before 2012 bill simmons was doing it it's funny when we started everybody talks shit like oh you're trying to be like bill simmons and then and now (laughs) somehow i get people talking shit like oh you said you invented this um no but um you know i i I was looking, I was listening to some podcasts. Uh, Kev was going strong at Barstool. When Kev got the job in 2009, I was helping him. I, I, I got him to get on Twitter. I helped him make like a Facebook page. You know, all, all the things that were like trending, I tried to like push him towards and say, hey, let's, let's not, I, I can't really write the blogs for you. So where can I help? So I, I was like always doing little odd jobs for him. Um, helped him with like launch parties And I was listening to podcasts in like 2011, 2012. And I was like, you guys got to do this. Kev had uh, a little bit of a background in radio. He he did. um, He worked at his college radio station. Uh, I was like, you know, you'd be great on the mic. But, you know, like anything that hasn't happened yet. He was like, why would I do this? Like, I'm a writer. I'm a blogger. That's what the blog is. As it's always going to be. He probably thought, you know, in 2020, it would just be like typing on a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I knew this had to grow. I knew had, it had to get bigger and better. So I said, let's start a podcast. And he just was like, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why we would do this. I, I don't know how we would do this. Um, and then I came across Google voice and I was like, this is what we're going to do. You post this phone number. I guarantee a ton of people will call in. They'll ask you questions. You'll just answer their questions. You don't, you don't have to 
come up with any like, you know, different new ideas, original content. Like that's how we're going to start. We're just going to answer questions. Um, and it worked out. And, you know, we got flooded with calls the first time you posted this. A lot of people were like, you know, prank calling or talking shit or just hanging <laughs> up because they were surprised that the phone actually rang and then yeah. they went to voicemail. Um, and that, yeah, that's like you, you find these weird little mechanisms that, you know, if somebody just wants to talk, if somebody wants to start a podcast, they will. But if they don't, you can say, hey, what about this? That's the sort of the role of the producer. Like, you know, what about what if we try it like this? What if we try it like that? Um, and yeah. that and it really took off after that. For sure. So pre Barstool, what what were you doing? Obviously, you weren't, you know, Barstool wasn't super popular back then. What, what were you doing before then? And kind of why did you get out of that and switch to what you're doing now? I was and had done uh, real estate basically since I was like 18 years old. I, I um, worked in the engine rooms of these uh, New York City skyscrapers. It's just like, you know, all the equipment, the boiler, the air conditioning, all the stuff. I worked my way up from the bottom, um, ended up in management. This is what my dad did. So I kind of had like a little nepotism. He helped me out. He helped me get some jobs. And I was working in real estate as a property manager. Um in 2012, yeah, I was working in Long Island City. Um, and it's funny because I had moved up enough that I had sort of like achieved a level where I worked in a building that my my boss didn't work in because my boss managed multiple properties throughout New York City. And I just ran this one building in Long Island City for him. So it's very fortunate that I was like at that level where I didn't have somebody like looking over my shoulder because if I needed to edit a, edit a podcast in the middle of the day, I was able to do that. Um, but yeah, it was we I was like at least making some money with Barstool since 2012, sort of on like a freelance thing. Okay. Kev talked to, to Dave and was like, listen, if he's going to edit these podcasts, he's going to produce these podcasts, you got to help him out a little bit, just like a little bit of money. Um, and then it wasn't until 2016 that churning came along that I was like, oh, this could really be a real job for me. I always thought I was just going to be like helping Kevin, you know, people don't really realize that like a lot of the guys at Barstool didn't think it was going to be that big until Chernin really was like, let's do this. Um, right. And then we were like, it was a real company. Um, the fact that there was like health insurance helped, uh, went a long way towards convincing my wife that I could take a, a full-time job um, yeah. with them. But I really didn't envision it being anything. Um, but when somebody like Chernin comes along and really legitimizes it, puts millions of dollars behind it, you're like, oh, okay. So a lot of people took a risk to start to, to go with Barstool. I didn't really feel like it was all that much of a risk because it was like a real job. So, yeah, um, yeah you know, I, uh, I talked to all, of, all the people in my life, all the people I love and asked them for their advice. And everybody sort of said, hey, you know, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So why don't you go after it? And it's been, you know, obviously a dream job so far. Yeah, I can imagine. So where did the whole um, experience with producing, editing, where did that all come from if you were in real estate? It doesn't really oh, seem yeah, to Oh yeah, it was aligned. not, I, I didn't really have a background in it at all. I, I became obsessed with it. Um, I actually tried to get people in at my real estate company to start a podcast. I mean, I would, you, I was, people think that I would, I'm insufferable about starting podcasts now, like, and I am, right, <laughs> I admit right. it, but um, I would like literally chew people's ears off, like anybody that would listen to me. So I yeah. was like, I proposed it to these leasing agents. I proposed it to um, you know, managers. I was like, trust me, guys, podcasting is going to be big. And, and it was just because I was so super interested in it that I, I researched it. I tried to figure out every step of the way. Um, I was listening to this podcast, uh, Smart Passive Income. That was a lot about business building. And because he was doing a podcast, Pat Flynn, 
Uh, he's still doing it. It's still an incredible podcast to listen to incredible content. Um, he would suggest, you know, like this is how you can, you know, create some of your own content. So he had tips. Um, and another thing, I think he switched his website up, but it used to be called podcastanswerman.com. He, this guy just wrote thousands of blogs, troubleshooting every step of the way. So it was just like the internet. I, I watched a couple of YouTube tutorials. Um, I, I, and I bought some equipment. I had tons of equipment that I had to lug all the way up to the Upper East Side to Kev's bedroom to, to start <laughs> recording. Um, but it was all sort of just like self-taught. It, it's no classes, no on-the-job experience. Now we have a ton of amazing resources. Like, you know, now I can like, just, uh, you know, like ping all biz Pete and be like, how do we do this? How do we do that? You know, like we have some yeah. really much more like technically sound people than anything I could ever hope to be. So now I get to just ask a few questions. Hey, how do we go live and push to Twitch? Hey, how do we go? How do we do all this? I don't, I don't have to figure out nearly as much as I did back then. Then I had to just jump on the internet, use the Google machine and like, right. How do you do this? How do you use a, a Behringer mixer. And I screwed up so many times along the way, but you know what <laughs> you really, when you really, really screw up, you usually only do that once. Like you yeah. really fuck up and lose like an entire episode. Um, I'm thinking about a few in particular that I just completely blew out the audio and I was like, Oh, I don't do that again. Yeah. So I was on the job learning. No, that's awesome. That's great. That's kind of what I've been trying to do too, is honestly like watching content like your own um, and other people on YouTube, really, I've been able to learn everything I have about it. Just through watching a few hours and that's what I'm, I'm trying to give back like that like i'm trying to show and i mean and there's a selfish reason to it too if i could help somebody else start like the next great show whether it's you know your show or like you know it's like a fantasy football show or, or you know whatever people are looking to do if i can help out like you know i want friends in high places too so that's no, what i'm just true. trying to put out there so that people can search for it find me find the way i did it and we can troubleshoot it together yeah that's no that's perfect that sounds like a great plan um, so fast forward to today, KFC radio, incredibly popular, right? I don't think any of you guys really would have expected it to blow up as much as it did and be, you know, as, as successful as it is. Maybe you did, but I don't think a lot of people would. Um, um I, yeah, I would say I was like optimistic about it, but I just, it was such a different time. You can't, I didn't think there'd be as much money in podcasting. Like I knew, I yeah. knew there'd be money. I knew you'd be able to make money, but podcasting really, like I'd say 2014 serial comes along and it really goes bananas. Like I did yeah. not think, and it's not like just KFC radio. Like I did, I did not envision that part of my take could reach the levels that it has reached. Not, not the show itself. I didn't think there could be any show that, yeah. that was as big as that. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, competing with radio, competing with television, dwarfing some major personalities. I didn't, I, I didn't fully foresee the game getting as big as it has. I was just like, this is good. This is a good idea. More people should do it. And we'll see where it goes from there. Right. So why do you think it's been as successful? And why do you think it's kind of continued to grow? And why do you think it's, it really seems to me like there's no indication of it slowing down anytime soon. Why do you think that is? The industry in general you're talking about or, or KFC radio? KFC Radio, I mean, I think really everything at Barstool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Barstool is so wide and varied. And I think that like that is our main strength that we're just like bringing in all these personalities in and Dave and Erica just sort of let them do them. You know, Dave is like has an eye for talent. And yeah, it's 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 so, it's weird, though. It's like such a broad eye. He can see how people will be interesting in such vastly different ways. Like, you know, you think that like somebody like, you know, Lauren Michaels is just like, you're a funny person who I think can write and perform and sketch comedy. Yeah. It's very like clear, like, 
I can see that and do that. Dave can find, you know, like he's, he's got a great eye for um, podcasters on camera behind the scenes. So that is a unique, you know, driver behind Barstool success, just being, being so broad and being so real and then kind of just melding them all together in sort of like this fun house that's Barstool HQ that like, hopefully we can just be back in full force soon. Um, Fingers crossed. So, but podcasting in general, like I, I think, um, one, like once the technology caught up and, and everybody's iPhone, you could just put it right in there, plug it in. Cause I'm just thinking about how I used it. I was just like, Oh, getting on the subway for 35 minutes to, to go to work. I can listen to, you know, Joe Rogan, Bill Simmons, um, this serial murder mystery. That was so <laughs> fascinating that like everybody got obsessed with that. Right. So that was just like part of how people were behaving. You know, radio has been successful for so long. This was like the modern version of that where it wasn't, it was on demand, which I think people underestimate. I mean, everybody knows that Netflix and Amazon and all that stuff. It's been so successful because of this on demand world. Yeah. But podcasts were like sort of ahead of its time with that, where they were like, we're going to give this to you. It's going to be in your pocket. Listen to it whenever you want. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's like right time, right place, but it's definitely just something that the masses have, have embraced. Um, and then, you know, as far as KFC radio, I, it's always been just like three, you know, two or three guys, uh, you know, shooting the shit. A lot of, a lot of things have tried to emulate that. And I'm not saying we're the first show to ever do something like that, but, um, it's just real. And then because Barstool was so successful, people just got interested and in, you either like, KFC or you don't. You either like Feidelberg or you don't. And there's just right. a lot of people who like it and they just get up there and be themselves. So it's kind of just like a, it doesn't even need to really reinvent itself much. It's just like, we have fans. These guys are just going to keep being them. Um, and, you know, yeah, God willing, it'll just keep being successful. Yeah, I, I feel like that's really why Barstool, like you're saying, is as, as successful as it is because, you know, Dave brings all these people in and he doesn't want to change them really. He gives them the mm-hmm. opportunity to be their genuine selves. And, mm-hmm. you know, if people don't like that, well, fuck them. Like, they're not going to change just yeah. to try and meet the expectations of, you know, thousands of eyes. Yeah. And then he puts people around him and, and them that just help them be successful by them being them. You know, it's like yeah. people will say like, oh, hey, I'm looking to get into on camera work. Does Barstool have any openings? And, I, and I'm like you mean like, are we casting something right now? Like, you know, if, if you're, if you're a host and it's like, we're looking for a bachelor after show and we're just going to cast it. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. We look for personalities that work like, a, like organically, that just sort of bubble up. And then we figure yeah. out what they can do and we build something around them. Like, you know, it was just like Caleb needed an intern, got Glenny balls, Glenny balls for some reason said he needed an intern, got Rhea, Rhea, yeah. Rhea, Rhea didn't like the bachelor for a long time, then started watching the bachelor because of Fran. Now they have an after show like that. It's so (laughs) organic. It's not like we ever like, Hey, we need to maybe like a few things. If something just doesn't come up with, with something like a a certain field, we may go out and look for it, but then we have to find that they're doing that already and they're doing it well and that they would be a good fit. Like, it's not like we were looking for somebody to do impressions of Nick Saban, Joey Molinaro <laughs> was just doing it. And yeah. we were like, this is fucking funny. Those so we reached great. out to him and I'm sure he had a bunch of offers. Um, but it was like, it's all organic. It's not like, you know, Dave was sitting there like, get me someone who does impressions. Like it just yeah. happens and, and we act on it. Perfect. That's great. So kind of changing it up a little bit. So Kevin obviously is kind of under this spotlight, right? Social mm-hmm. media following has grown drastically over the last several years. 
And you, I would argue, have just as important of a role in that, but you don't necessarily get that spotlight. Does that bother you? Has it ever bothered you? And I, no, I mean, I don't get that sense. Yeah. But I've, um, I've always just no, been curious would, about that. Yeah, far from bother would definitely um, not be the word at all. Because I, I know who I am. I'm not like, you know, I, I don't want to get up there and, and have a argument with Dave for like a, a, a content argument, like the rundown. Like you got to want that. And a lot of people do. And, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, and that's what that's what I'm talking about. Dave will pick these people and he'll know it's the right fit if he can just be like, you know, hand you a mic and, and let's debate this. And I'm going to pull you up on the rundown. And yeah. I've never really just been that kind of way. That's where I'd say me and my brother are. That's one of the places that we just like completely diverge. He mm-hmm. likes that. He likes to entertain. I'm like interested in that stuff, but I don't want to like just be able to go and and ad lib and go on the fly and dave knows that and that's why I, you know i mean like he pulls people up on the rundown all the time i was i sit like front and center right by that rundown set but he's like you know that's not that's not the role you play and that's totally fine so he like as much as dave is like seems like a gunslinger like he is actually yeah. a really good businessman who knows people's strength and stuff like that and and just wherever you fit in and whatever works but no, I mean, I, I'm trying to carve out now a niche of sort of being like a expert in like the production field. And that's yeah. where I'd like to grow. I don't need just, you know, people like, you know, following me for my hot takes. It's just not what I want to do, you know? Right. No, that's that's good. I think a lot of people will sometimes try and just kind of like push, push an agenda to do whatever it is. Kind of like we said before, like whatever they think will make them popular. And, yeah. you know, I think it's very important to be like self-aware of like what you want and not try and be fake about it for sure people people will see right through that right and popularity just in general like you know hey if something happened to me and i like for like some reason like had a a video of me go viral or something like that i gained a bunch of followers i wouldn't be mad at it but like that also i just think a little bit more business-minded that doesn't really do me any good if i have like a million followers that know me from something other than what i'm really trying to do like you know you follow me because of some other random instance and it's just like, well, you're going to get a bunch of like Mets tweets and like podcast production stuff. If you're not yeah. interested in that, it doesn't do me any good that I would have like, you know, a million followers. I mean, I'll take the million followers and I'll figure out a way to do something with <laughs> yeah. it. But, Make you know, I'm sense. not that's not what I'm looking to try and grow. I'm trying to look I'm trying to grow in this specific niche that, um, you know, it's a slow grind. It, you know, it would be easier yeah. if I would just like say something um funny or stupid or you know jump on the rundown and and more people would see me or know me but it's just not my style and if it was i would have given it a shot i'm not i'm saying like i i can't do that i can't do that well it's not like i i'm just choosing not to be on the rundown i'm like that's not my thing i don't i wouldn't be good at that so i haven't really pursued that right no that's that's a perfect answer for me so talking a little bit more about the specific content that you're making right? You're kind of trying to basically be a voice for people, try and get them to, to start a podcast and, and give them any advice. Why, why is it that you, that you want to do this? Why do you, why are you so persistent about putting content out there? And why do you want to help these people? You know, like myself, I, I'm just like, I was in a boring cube job that actually like I was doing well in, it was going to be good for me. Um, my dad worked in it. So like, I, I got to like always talk business with him. Um, but it was just like, I don't know, you, you just feel like, oh, man, this is still just like a grind. And maybe I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I thought I was. But then I said, you know what, let me try and do something else and just see what comes of it. And it worked. And I'm just so much happier for it. 
so it's that the fact that I can just say, Hey, like you should try this. It, yeah. It'll make you a lot happier and it could lead to a much better life. Um, not that, you know, working at an office job is a bad life, but it's just like, if you are interested in this and you pursue this, I'm not like knocking down people's doors and saying, you should start a podcast. Yeah. I put it out there. People who find it are interested in it. Um, it's that. And then it's also the fact that I think that content marketing is the future. I think that like literally every business needs to start a podcast. Every business needs a YouTube channel. It doesn't need to be top, top of the charts. It doesn't need right. to be pardon my take. It needs to be, um, like just something that entertain that, that, um, provides information for their audience and, and their marketplace. So I think everybody should be doing that. So yeah. I, I do see that as like the next wave of almost like marketing coming. So I want to be in on that and see if I can make some money at, at that. But while I'm doing it, while I'm trying to teach like, you know, a pizza shop that they should be starting a podcast and capitalize on the fact that Dave Portnoy does pizza content. <laughs> um, I'm also like, Hey, and, and if you want to do a fantasy football podcast, I'll talk to you too and say, you know, how can I help you? Yeah. Perfect. No, that's, that's great. And as far as like me asking you stuff on just kind of your background, that's kind of all I had. So I know you're kind of running out sure. of time here. We got about 10 minutes left. Um, whatever advice you can give me uh, will be great. I know one of the things you're definitely going to say is post more. Um, yeah. <laughs> as soon as, as soon as uh, you responded to my, my message on Instagram, uh, like one of the first pieces of content you put out there was just like post more in the, in the podcast pyramid. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so the podcast pyramid is sort of like, um, why I think people should do a podcast. You start with, you just talk for an hour. Now you've got an hour long piece of content. If you film it, which zoom has made amazing. Yeah. I would, I would, um, I would post the full thing on YouTube. Now that doesn't mean that that's the, a great YouTube post, but it's just mm -hmm. another piece and it helps you establish your presence in YouTube. Okay. Then I would clip that out into at least two 10 minute segments because YouTube favors a 10, uh, 10 minute post in the algorithm. So if you have something that sort of like is one subject matter where you're not all over the place and you can just give it a, a title, um, you can optimize it for search because YouTube is the second biggest search engine out there behind only Google itself. Um, you know, then you can break it down to smaller clips, which you can put on either Instagram um, or Twitter or Instagram stories. So you start this podcast, all of a sudden you have a decent amount of content. Now it still takes the work. Like you yeah. still have to do it on my, on my uh, show. I, I have uh, Emily who's helping me out. And even the two of us are still like not getting as much content out as I really would like. Um, but we're trying and we're getting there. We're not there yet. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would definitely post more. I would definitely focus on a niche if you can. It doesn't mean that every single thing you do has to be about only one topic. But if you can really crush one topic, focus really hard, that's how you can grow. You, you can grow in a certain like, you know, niche or market. It's hard yeah. to just be vast and open. So if it's like, you know, you're talking about people um, who, you know, are, are, it could, it, you could f sort of fall into like personal development, self-improvement, you know, yeah. it, that could be like your niche and then you, it, then it can go anywhere from mm -hmm. there. But I, I would say like pick a niche and then, and then post a, a lot and also try and interact with the community. Like, like whatever fan base you're trying to attract, like interact with them. Don't just broadcast to them. Listen to my stuff. Listen to my stuff. Listen to my stuff. You can, you know, interact. You should comment on their posts. You should like their posts, be a part of some type of community. Okay. Now that's big for me. I think one of the things I was really concerned about starting out is I didn't really feel like I had that niche of a, of a topic, mm -hmm. right? I felt like just trying to interview people that went with a passion was pretty broad. 
And I but, still- and you know what though? Like I, I'm saying, like this is how you can improve. It's great what you're doing. Like start and don't stop and keep going. And if you don't yeah. have like the perfect focus, that's fine. You should work on focus, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like working out. You know, it's like you you maybe you could eventually stumble upon the perfect workout regimen and complement a diet and get in phenomenal shape. But like, you don't have that now. That doesn't mean stop working out until right. you figure out the perfect workout, like keep doing it and then keep trying to get better. Okay. Yeah. That you put that in a, in a language I can understand a little better. The whole working out thing. Right. So Just I'll, get I'll out and go to mind. the gym. And then yeah. like, yeah, maybe you'll like, you know, I, I, I always read about, you know, I'm talking to Corey G and I'm going to, yeah. he's going to give me all this advice. And I'm like, you know, basically the advice is just like fucking crush it and be awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of like you listen to Gary V or maybe you listen to me and you think, you know, I'm like, it's easier said than done. Like I, I don't, I'm not perfect either, but maybe I'm further along than you are. And it's like, uh, don't let any of the, Oh, I haven't figured this all out yet. Be an excuse either. Keep doing what you're doing, but just try and post more and try and focus on a niche more. Um, but, but keep going is, yeah. is probably my number one piece of advice. Like don't do it and don't stop. You will get better at it. As far as growing a following. Um, a lot of my following currently is just like friends and people I know, and I'm trying to get above and beyond that. And I'm not really sure how to go about it. Obviously post more, but I'm curious just about like certain things like hashtags. How useful are they? Small things like that. Um, I would say um, I think hashtags are useless on Twitter unless you're just trying to make a joke. Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, hashtag, those are- whatever you're talking about. That's a funny joke. Um, I think that they are a little more helpful on um, Instagram. And I think they're very helpful on TikTok. Um, so if you if you do research, there's a lot of, of good um, tutorials out there. I don't really like offhand know it but i would research um tiktok uh hashtags and instagram hashtags um and then tagging in general on youtube uh, is also helpful um so i I definitely think that hashtags are worth investigating um on whatever platform you are like strategizing for okay no that's good i i really got to start making other social media like i really only have instagram for the podcast and like i'm not a big I'm not a big TikTok guy. I don't have one. I never really wanted to even play with it at all. And I don't really use Facebook at all either. I, I, I think I'm going to make some sort of TikTok series or maybe a YouTube series that I'll, I'll, I'll put about TikTok and to just show people like you can do your content on TikTok. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to go super viral, right. but like it doesn't need to be like what you've seen from TikTok, it can be like Instagram stories. So if you use okay. Instagram, you like you can use TikTok too. So I, I think I'll, I maybe I'll put something together like that. That'll just be. I, I do think a lot. I think people are are still sleeping on TikTok, even though it's gotten pretty big. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely if you put that out there, I'll definitely watch it and, and take some notes. Okay. But um, two more quick things for you. We're running out of time. Um, so my strategy going into trying to grow it was basically just have my guests that come on share it, right? Share it on their story. Mm-hmm. Share it in their stream. And I don't know if that's a good strategy. Um, obviously, it'll get some more eyes on there, but I, I'm not sure if I should go with that or if I should just start following more people. Um, it's not a bad strategy to ask for somebody to reshare. I would not uh, I would not stop doing that. I would also try to make shareable content. So if you edit something and make it look really good and make your guests look really good, mm-hmm. they'll be more inclined to share it. Um, so you know, think about that for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, closing out here. If there, 
How, what do you think the best advice you would have for somebody that's trying to like get into barstool? Not saying I am necessarily, but just in general, I know there's so many people out there that say, oh, it'd be sick to work for barstool and and have my own content. I would say that the first thing you should do is, is try to build your own following. It does not have to be huge, but almost everybody that really got the job, Kev was already writing a blog. Trent was already writing a blog. Dan was writing a blog. Um, you know, if fights got to start by like applying for an internship, you know, when those things come along, shoot your shot. Now it's a lot more difficult, right? But a lot of these guys were already doing, um, some type of content and it doesn't need to be huge, but, but Dave does like to see that you're doing something and that you're not sitting around waiting and just saying, Hey, I'll do anything you want me to. And he's just like, well, everybody will do anything right now. If you do something that will make you a lot more unique and do not tag a million people in every post you do like yeah. where, where you post oh and tag brendan clancy and super producer and ksc barstool and <laughs> Eric Mardini and stool president that's like, what i was gonna ask i'm like oh my god this is like you might you get yourself blacklisted doing something like that yeah. if you occasionally want to tag something if you do some pizza content and want to tag dave occasionally not every single yeah. post like every now and then you want to tag somebody um that's okay but oh god i can the the it makes all our stomachs turn when you, when you see just like a ton of people right. all tagged on it and it gets the mute button so quickly. So don't do that. All right. I won't do that. Well, listen, man, um, <laughs> you got, you got about a minute left here. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. I really awesome, appreciate man. it. If there's other questions, if we, if you want to like, you know, wait a few weeks and jump back on, I'm happy to answer more questions. Cause I know it's like a tight time frame. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely keep that in mind. Um, I wish there was like something I could do for you to like help you out. Cause like, I really, I really do appreciate your time and, and your advice. I, I wish there was some way I could like return the yeah, favor. But. I don't know. I would, I would check out my content and um, occasionally share it, uh, you know, shoot it to somebody that you think might benefit from it or reshare it on your story or something like that. That's all. I mean, like you don't even need to do that, but I just keep checking out my stuff. Um, you know, when I say, do you have any questions? Go ahead and ask, like you asking questions helps give me content. So and tell your tell your friends and family to to follow me uh, at Brendan Clancy on Twitter and Instagram and at Super Producer B on Twitter and, and Instagram. Super Producer BC. There it is. Said my own name right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you very much. Like I said, I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, you know, best of luck with everything you got going on. Awesome. You too, man. Keep in touch. Let me know how it goes, and definitely let me know when this episode comes out, and I'll reshare it for sure. Have a good one. All right. You too, man. Take care.